Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is January 28, 2019, Monday morning. And I have to say this weekend was um, atypical for me. Normally, I sleep at like, God, I'm such an early bird. Okay, 8.30 to 9.30 is when I'll, I'll be asleep at 9.30, feeling really late. So Friday night, I go see the Elton John concert. I'm up till 1.30. Saturday night, I'm up till midnight. Last night, I wasn't even sleepy, but I had to force myself to sleep at about 9.30. Um, so it was kind of normal. And then I forget to put my alarm on. But I naturally now, after doing the show for five years, just woke up at five. And I thought, oh, thank God, because my alarm wasn't on. And it was like a few minutes after it should have gone off. And I thought, you know, that's a good way to start the week. I just naturally woke up. I'm here. I'm so excited to be talking about Friday. And it's not a question you can answer in five minutes. Uh, maybe you can. You can go the hell with it and you're done, but that's in less than a second. But either way, why is love so hard was the question. Because when you're going through the realization that somebody you're interested in isn't, they they aren't the one person you really want to take a ride with, you really are going to try with over and over again. If the relationship is not right for one of you, it's not right for both of you. Easier said than done. Because what happens is when you meet somebody and you're excited and they're excited, you know, you start talking as though you're going to be together forever. And you also start talking like people who want to be together forever. So comes where there's a realization that that isn't going to happen. That's really what's hard. The love part isn't hard. Connecting and Finding out, because, you know, we have to realize we're dealing with an entire person in the beginning that we don't know. Time is your best tool. And it's not that you stay guarded in the beginning, because it's hard. You get excited. You want to tell them everything. They want to tell you everything. But be realistic. You know what? I'm, I'm in the process of searching. And this is what searching looks like. And, you know, you may meet a lot of people and you may meet some that say, I, I like this about you and I like that about you, but there's certain things that might be deal breakers and it might just be that one of you smokes or not, or one of you wakes up early, like really early. And the other one, you know, is a complete opposite schedule. And after you get to know each other, you realize, that there's less in common than you thought because daily habits are predominant in a relationship. 
This is over and above love before they even get started. Other times quitting is easier than starting because we get scared. But don't let, and, and I say this with all my heart, because it's hard to say, oh, I'm looking for love. But you know what? I met people who told me that before an interview. And at first I thought, wow, that sounds so sweet and so young. And it was a woman and her mother. And um, the girl was Miss California at the time. And I was doing an interview. So I went on and, and she went on with me at some point. We were, I was on and then we were both. But she just said that to me when she knew who I was and what I was doing. And she said, my mom and I are looking for love. I'm looking for love. And now I realize how cool it is, that acknowledgement. Because now her brain knows she's looking. She's not making decisions. She's looking, which means she's assessing the situation that she's in. And sometimes we meet people and we have to bend over backwards to make our lives fit each other. And other times we meet people and every single thing just falls in place and you can't believe it. But then you get into the relationship and you find out that one wants to control the other and then, you know, you try to take it, but then you can't. Other times you get in and you find out that they're wonderful and they are the perfect person for you and you almost can't believe that. And then you adjust to how well things are working. So there's an entire range of possibilities, which that's like the Captain Obvious part of all of this. But why is it hard to feel like we can't get back on the horse and ride that horse when something goes wrong? Falling in love isn't hard. And Christopher Sedre said that on the page. He said, love isn't hard, Nadia. It is just kept under tons of limiting beliefs that we humans got from life experiences, perception of them. What if love doesn't have power over us and love is our power instead? Great statement. But there's more. Love isn't hard. The love part's the easy part. You'll always have that love. Later on in life, let's say two or three years from now, maybe even as much as a year from now, you may say to yourself, oh, wow, that's why I met that person. So cool. Because that person was only here to wake me up, get me going. But they weren't right for me in the bigger picture because their only job was to wake me up. That's when you say that is having faith. It's having faith. Your heart feels like it was smashed into a million pieces. That's brutal. And then after that, we're guarded. Ah, I'm not going to love again. Oh, no, I'm going to get hurt. Jeez, let yourself get hurt. Let yourself feel bad. Don't be scared of feeling bad, looking for something that makes you feel good along the way. We do it in everything else. There's so many times I cried myself to sleep just trying to publish a book. 
Why didn't I stop because I was feeling hurt or troubled or hard? There were times after a relationship, after I was married, I thought, I will never get married again. And I probably meant it at that time. And I said it for a while because breaking down a marriage was brutal. Dealing with that portion of someone's personality that you never saw before was a huge surprise. But then when I look back, I did see that personality before. I just didn't see it at me. Something to think about. Falling in love is the most beautiful feeling in the world. And sometimes when we are falling in love, people we really love, people we know inside we are either going to be with that day or someday. Deny that feeling. It doesn't let us. It's the purest feeling we will ever have. And sometimes the people we feel that feeling towards, the timing's off. It's not right yet for the two of you to be together. It may never be right. But when the love is that pure, you're okay with it. It's like a strength in you instead of a need, and I have to do this. But that feeling of trying, and I'm going to say in big letters, trying to make something work is just trying to make something work that isn't working on its own. Think about that. Trying to make something work is trying to make something work that isn't working on its own. We shouldn't ever, ever allow brains to run on, I'm hurt, I'm sad because of love. Love doesn't make you hurt and sad. And if this is happening to you in your life today, where you are experiencing a breakup, it isn't easy. It will not be easy. Time goes by and every single day you are no longer in the habit of communicating with that person. That's one of the hardest things to do when you first meet somebody, especially if the breakup is close to the beginning of you getting to know someone, meaning a year or less. Because what happens is a lot of your time is filled with writing, communicating, texting, talking, seeing each other if you can, and then gone. And you go from doing all of that or maybe tapering off towards the end to a complete void, which even feels worse because now there's nobody for you to communicate with. And and the loss of that time, that dopamine, that, oh, I just got a text. Oh, I just got an email. Oh, I just sent this picture. All of that 
feels very alienating. And people who've been married for years, and, and let's say they decide to no longer be married, when they, when they break up, even when they both wanted it, let's say it was amicable and they both wanted it, not living in the same home, not communicating every day, not being a support for each other anymore in the same way they were. And this is when they both want it. You have to have time to redefine who you are as that person, that person who's now, you know, gone from a marriage, who was, who's now most likely going to probably have another partner at some point. I always tell people, you're not going to live the rest of your life without a partner unless deep inside you really don't want one. Because we, when we really want something, we will find it at some point. But we can't be scared to search for it. We can't feel like every decision is a final decision. It's either like we make it or break it. We have to think of it as looking for love, searching, keeping your eyes open. Being open yourself. It's not even something we, we really need to talk about all the time because we think about it all day long. So that's enough. But when you're close to other people and you say, hey, you know what? I would really love to meet someone. Now your brain is like, I'm going to really love to meet someone with this person. I'm going to have her look or him and he can look. Love is really hard because then every time you meet someone, you have that filter going on and you're going to be scared and timid and, and, you know, feel kind of victimized by love. Oh, I can't love because I've been hurt. Well, I got news for us. By now, at this point in our lives, who hasn't been hurt? We're all going to be hurt at some point even if it's for a day within an existing relationship, at the thought of us not being together anymore. It is a loss, a grieving period. But when you think of it that way, it kind of normalizes your situation differently. It doesn't take the pain away. It doesn't make you feel like, oh, wow, I should go off and kick my heels. This didn't work out. But that time, right after the realization comes in that you two aren't going to be together, pity your stomach and you just don't even know how to feel about it. Literally tell yourself, wow, I can feel this deeply pain. And this is what I feel like today. I don't like it. But yet, deeper than that, and and I know it's going to sound funny to say this, smiling with love at you for being able to handle it. And God really knows 
that this lesson is being learned. Your lessons are being learned. And it's not like God is happy or sad, but the love of God. All of what's around you, to the angels and whatever comes with us here to, to help us along our journey are soothing you. And you start to feel that self-soothing. You start to feel the grieving, the loss. The reason that is beautiful, and, and I know people will argue with me when I say it's beautiful, is that if you can feel loss that deeply, you can also feel happiness that great. When we don't allow ourselves to grieve or to feel that, when we don't allow that, we also guard our happiness. I'm going to go out on a limb to say this, but celebrate the fact that you can feel that bad. Celebrate the fact that it hurts you that much because it's letting you know wow, you have a lot of resources in there and you go pretty darn deep. There's people, when when you break up, they're like, next! You don't want to be around those people. Your life doesn't matter to that point. When you're gone, they're on to the next thing and you just see them pop up somewhere else with someone else. You're dispensable. Who wants to be anywhere they're dispensable? But when you meet someone who says, wow, that really hurt me, and this is how I recovered, and I'm worth love. I just, I just want to find the right person for me. It's not hard, but every person is not a destination. Some are teachers. Both were meant to stay with. And sometimes the person just is there to wake you up. I have a person like that in my life. I wanted it to be everything for me. I couldn't imagine it not. But I had to accept the fact that someday that was just meant for that time period to move me from this part of my life to that part of my life. It was a bridge of transition as opposed to a destination. I have a question from Liam in the chat, and it says, is looking for love in the romantic relationship sense an issue if we don't find love in our own hearts first? This is why love is so hard. Love being relationships of romance. Surely romance comes naturally when we have found it with ourselves first. You know, when we're younger, we don't think about loving ourselves and loving ourselves first. And we kind of jump in with, I want to say, anyone who likes us that we think we like back and we get to know them. And then we get used to them and then we just stay and then we grow up. And sometimes we stay forever after we grow up. And other times we're like, wow, we don't have anything in common. Right? But as we get older, the reason loving ourselves First, knowing ourselves first helps us in our lives is that we also recognize and choose other people who have done a certain kind of self-assessment 
to know themselves well enough to see and know another person in the romantic sense. Because what happens is when you are in a relationship, all the stuff that's heightening in the beginning, like discovering each other physically and discovering each other emotionally and building in different layers of intimacy with each other. Because at first, you're right over here and, you know, you're taking care of yourself. Then you meet someone. Then you're all the way up, you know, in this heightened state because you're thinking about yourself, what you want, what they want, how your life is going to change, how you're going to integrate each other, how you're going to be together. And that's the assessment part. And sometimes that part of the relationship says, logistically, we just can't. This is going to be way too hard. It's going to upset our families. It's going to upset ourselves. It's going to... And and sometimes we might retreat. Other times we might say, nope, we're going to fight for the relationship. Everyone will adjust. And then you do that. So there's decision-making processes throughout the whole thing, but you can only have that conversation when you know yourself. You know what your responsibilities are. You know what you're doing. You know who you are. And then you, you say, okay, do we go further? A lot of times, though, we get so excited at the fact that we have a person. I remember when I started dating after not dating for a long time, and one of my friends says, oh, you have a guy now. I never thought of, like, me having a guy. But that's how she looked at at having or dating someone, was that you have someone now, someone to hold you and someone. And I thought, you know, I used to think that maybe – when I was younger, but I never thought it when I was older because I don't know why it just kind of faded off with time as I got to know myself. I never felt like I needed a guy now. I would have loved to have someone I loved in my life, but I didn't feel like I needed a prop. I needed a person to be there so that I could feel like I was okay or taken care of emotionally or any of that. So I outgrew that thought process. But loving ourselves first and knowing ourselves helps us make better choices and understand when somebody isn't the best choice for us. Even though we may want them to be. And I just had a dream, believe it or not, last night, and I remembered it right now. I dreamed, I I dated somebody for, I guess, a year, maybe a little more. And it was one of those relationships that I just kept wanting to leave. But I I loved him, and I, I wanted to stay for us, but I knew that if I stayed there, I would have to shut off half of me just to stay at that level in the relationship because he was a great guy to me. But he just wanted to live in a set routine all the time. And I needed more of my life than what I was going to have to give. And I know that sounds funny, but I need to do this work. And at the time, I realized that even though his mouth was saying, I want you to do this work, you can do this and that and travel and, and all of that. But if 
you know, one thing was out of place. Most of our relationship was listening or I want to say succumbing to what he likes and doesn't like. And then what I liked or didn't like was like second. And I thought to myself, you know, this is hard because I either, and this is where I learned about plugged in, I either plug myself into this life and do this entire reality. But what happened is I started to miss my life and my freedom to do the things I needed to do. And that was really hard. And he's the first person ever we we broke up and then we got back together again. We broke up and we got back together again. We broke up and I thought, why do I keep going back when I know? And, and I felt bad and I, a part of me didn't want to release him back into the world and a part of him didn't want to do that with me. Term that I just took on a family with young kids again and I thought, do I have enough time in my life to raise another family from young to old again because what I promised Christ when I saw Christ was that let me raise my children and then I will do this work and that felt like love was tugging at me because I did love but it wasn't that end all love over time I loved but I wasn't in love And I started to see those finer differences, which taught me about myself, which taught me about him, which taught me about kinds of relationships. Because as we get older, we start being better defined. And then you do meet people that fit, but you can't meet someone that fits if you try to stay with someone that doesn't fit. I'm going to say that one again. You can't meet someone that fits in your life if you fight to stay with someone that doesn't. Because that person that I kept going back and forth with, going back and forth at the the last time we were going to give it another go. And I commend both of us for continuing to try. I met the person that I knew without a shadow of a doubt I would be with. And we never had to discuss it. It just happened. We just were together and we will most likely be together for the rest of our lives because there's no, there's no effort into trying to be together. So if you ever feel like, oh my God, I have to do this and this and this to keep this going, but I got to do what it takes away from finding that right person. You cannot force a square peg into a round hole when it comes to love. Love is way ahead of us, so far ahead of us that we think it's behind. We think we can tell love what to do, and it will do it. And yet, love is telling us, guiding us. So, to wrap up before it's over, I know I get this thing in my ear that tells me 90 seconds. I'm like, no, I want to keep talking. But I asked Christ this morning, think about it. Take heart for the person who had this question because you don't ask these questions if you're not feeling like you're hurting 
and grieving is that love is our greatest guide and teacher. So let it be. Let it be your guide and your teacher. Don't be scared to be alone looking, feeling, of just knowing where you belong. And you will, it's not the magical fireworks, it's a knowing. Don't be scared of loss, feeling you will never gain. You guys, I have 10 seconds. I will see you tomorrow. I love you guys so much. Have a great Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.